1: Tom Bernard Show with Tevin Pittman, Dave Schrader, Andy Durant Bernard,
2: Cassie Schrader.
1: Another great hour coming up, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the
0: latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company. And they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know,
1: a lot of people have fear of attorneys. BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota. Go to Walzer.com. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Boy, this must have cost a lot of money to record this.
3: Ooh,
2: I hit there the post. guys. For those listening live, we don't know what the hell that was either. <laughs> well, it was NK Howard.
1: Well, yeah, last hour. I didn't know. I don't know why. I don't know why I did that either. It's never done that. So it's a time portal. It's it was. a time
4: portal. Hey, can I mention something real quickly? know you been good. All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. Uh, you've been always great about helping us support different charities, and we're working. Uh, I'm working with my show Midnight in the Desert for Second Harvest Heartland. So yes, any of your listeners that are interested in the strange supernatural weird fringe parts of our our universe if they subscribe to my show this month in the month of July we only have today and tomorrow left but if you subscribe for the first time in this month it's 4.99 a month gives you access to all the shows and all 3 years of our archives we're going to donate $4 of that 4.99 to Second Harvest Heartland and for every dollar we raise it supplies 3 meals to somebody in need so it really goes a long way to that help is, out quite yeah, a bit.
1: Absolutely, Our
4: goal is to hit 200 new subscribers. We are right about there. We're, I think, at about 165, 170 new Wonderful. subscribers. So we just need to hit that last window of 30 here in the last uh, day or two. And if you subscribe, you get access to all the past shows. You get access to all the new shows as they come out. You can listen live. And then... Um, uh, like I said, four dollars of your four ninety nine subscription in the month of July is going to be donated to Second Harvest Heartland when we cut that check, and then you don't owe again until the end of August. And if you don't like it, you said it's not your cup of tea. You can always cancel, so you're not tied into a contractual obligation to stick right. with the show. But I'd le- love for you to give it a shot. You just go to midnightinthedesert.com slash hunger. midnightinthedesert.com slash hunger. And you can uh, do that and subscribe. And if you do that today or tomorrow, the 30th or 31st, you'll still be a part of that mix, and you'll get a chance to help out people in need.
1: That is terrific. We could do that at the end of the show again, too.
4: Cool. I appreciate that. Hey,
1: tomorrow, too, you, you like the OJ storyline,
4: right? Mm-hmm. I have a guest on our True Crime Tuesday show mm-hmm. who's going to blow the roof off of a whole new perspective on what happened with the OJ killing. And I thought at this point, what is there left to talk about? Right. But what he is proclaiming is that OJ actually hired a jewel thief, to go reclaim a few pieces.
1: I've heard that, And
4: things went horribly, horribly wrong, and he knows the full story. So we're going to have him on our True Crime Tuesday podcast tomorrow talking about it, and people can find info on that at darknessradio.com and click on the True Crime Tuesday banner. So darknessradio.com, click on the True Crime Tuesday banner, and you can subscribe
5: and follow more information on that, too.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I had heard that it was not O.J., I heard it was Tevin Pittman.
5: Yeah, me and OJ go way back. He needed a favor. And, <laughs> Were you, you even know? born when yeah. that he happened?
4: Was that uh, 92, 93? I was a year
3: old. A year you know?
4: one year <laughs> old? <laughs> Nobody'd see it
3: coming. No, That's the
2: beauty yeah, of I was going to There's a little baby.
3: baby. i kill you. <laughs>
1: Unbelievable. Yeah, um, I have a friend who was a bouncer at a bar in Buffalo, New York, back when OJ was a big-time uh, running back with the Buffalo Bills. He said there was a guy, OJ Simpson, if he had a couple of cocktails, he got way out of line. He just got nuts. As bad as, uh,
4: as bad as 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 bad Joe Namath on the sidelines? Oh, I, I want to
1: kiss, <laughs> kiss you. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. I thought you were going to say as bad as you, Tom. When I you just remember one of your
4: perfect. stories you were telling on KQ one day. You were at some big bash, and you got pretty trashed. And like in the middle of the conversation, you just turned sideways and vomited and then went right back into the conversation, Where is that? like puked Ooh. into a potted plant. I like that you're committed to the conversation, though, that in and out like that doesn't you damn, catch You can up.
1: rally. Yeah. Not a problem. No. My favorite one, though, is still when I had the bullhorn and a guy came over and said, you have to stop yelling through the bullhorn. I put it right in his face and went, really? F you. <laughs> oh, I didn't say F you. I, there were times I shouldn't have had any cocktails. I, I must admit. <laughs> there were times when it, uh, you know. Yeah. Had an adverse effect on my social calendar. See, I think you and I would be bad drunks together. Oh. because I've got
4: that quick trigger too. So I try not to drink. I don't drink around my wife for that reason. Or if I have, it's one or two, and then I stop because I I go from the very huggy, hey everybody's my best friend, I love That's you it. to I will rip your throat out through your nose. That's Exactly, and I my have problem. no problem thinking that. So
2: yep. Oh, not uh, me. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> no.
1: But I heard That's you so drink so all the liquor.
4: She <laughs> doesn't want to share. She does.
2: That's what she I've goes heard. through
4: the stages of drunkenness. She she goes from. Um, you know what she's getting there because then the one eye starts closing so she's Whoa. trying to focus and then hey. then she kind of then she hits the uh, I call the balloon man stage where when she's talking she looks like those balloon man figures oh that, yeah the that, thing that was a sort of car dealership. and then as I'm sitting there we were at this Michigan Paracon last year and I'm sitting there and this guy goes dude, it's kind of creepy that you're just standing at a distance watching your wife. I go, no, it's hilarious. Watch her. I said, I'm watching the many steps of her drunkenness. And I go, we've now approached Sammy Davis Jr. And he goes, what do you mean? And you look at her. She's got one eye closed. She's got the hands dangling. And she's like stomping the one foot giggling as she's (laughs) talking. That's great. And I go, look. at. And everybody around me starts laughing. They're like, oh, my God,
1: she's channeling Sammy. She is. Yeah. Channeling Sammy. Devin, you drink. Yeah,
5: I mean, when I drink, I'm, like the, be, yeah. I'm, the, uh, I'm the friendly, everybody's my best friend.
1: Yes, oh, you are? You yeah. right. never snap? No. You're young. No,
5: and then it'll I'm, come. And then it'll you don't way. have <laughs> enough
4: things pissing you off yet in
1: life. Yeah, it's, yeah, Dave, do you think for you it's a humiliation thing? Because that's what it is for me. What do you mean the humiliation? That I'll be very fr- I'll be like Tevin, right. friendly and happy to everybody. But if you humiliate me or somebody I really like or love, I go psychotic.
4: Yeah, see, I, I get this, I don't know, maybe it's too many years of wanting to be James Bond or Batman that's my problem. Uh, I was a bouncer at a bar for a lot. Oh, years, yeah. So yeah. I would stay sober, but then like that's we'd go out drinking. Yeah. And Tim and I were at a bar in, in Winona, and we were off duty for the night. He was a DJ, I was a, a bouncer. And we were at another bar watching our friend's band play. And right. I was annihilated, just drunk right. as a monkey and having fun. And all of a sudden, I watched this guy reach up and grab the lead singer.
1: because the lead singer
4: was kind of flirting with the girl in the audience and this big thick neck jock moron grabs my friend off the stage and drags him off and i went to immediate sober but it went from zero to rage factor 20
1: that's humiliating and i went flying across
4: went flying across caught the guy dropped him to the ground i'm holding him down and i'm still trying to talk i'm holding back the hulk rage right i'm like (laughs) i'm like you got to knock it off. You're a jock, and if you do this, you're going to end up arrested. And I'm trying to talk about out. and all I see this flash of white. And I'm like, what the hell? Bam, another flash of white. And I look up, his buddy standing above me, kicking me in the top of oh, the head. Oh, he's
1: kicking you. And the
4: funniest uh. thing I've ever seen, Tom, as he reels back for the third kick, I see this bear claw go between the guy's legs from behind him. Tim, Tim, who's like the most passive human on earth, yeah. comes up behind him and thrusts his hands underneath the guy between his legs, reaches up and grabs him by the goodie bag. <laughs> squeezes oh. and lifts him in the air
3: this guy's eyes <laughs> roll back a like a slot
4: machine and he just backs the guy away good. and I finally calmed the guy down on the floor but broke it up and it was just this sense of yeah if, if somebody's doing something bad I just I go into rage mode real quick and Does I just it have
1: to be to somebody you know
4: no I didn't yeah I mean I knew the lead singer but didn't know him oh, it just okay. was like this isn't gonna happen and I, you know I'm not gonna let yep. this go on and this guy was much bigger than me but when I'm drunk I just um'm well yeah, we had no. we had bar fights once in a while that would in a college town, right? You know, Winona, I was talking to you oh, about that. Yeah. We had three town. colleges right there. So there was always interactions between the, the oh, sporting yeah, teams. yeah, that's true, yeah. And the one night we we went through, and it was like it was like a scene at a roadhouse. We had fights breaking out left and right. <laughs> and I grabbed this one guy. I'm trying to break him up, and the one guy keeps swinging. I finally calm down this little guy, and the big guy tags him, punches him. So I, I turn around, I grab the guy, and I headbutt him and drop him to the ground. And I clean everything up. And then I lift this guy back up, and the cops show up, and the cops are like, What happened? And this guy goes, I don't know. This huge guy came and knocked me down. I go, Well, that was me. He goes, No, this guy was huge. I go, No, that, that, that <laughs> was, know, me. It was me. He goes, No, this guy was my. Well, he didn't want. To... I don't know if he was too embarrassed to admit I yeah. kicked his ass with one yeah, shot, right. or if he really, at that moment, I was portraying something much bigger than I was. You but... were all blown if, up, you yeah. know. And what,
5: and what oh. makes you want to headbutt somebody? That's always been it was a bizarre because, thing to me. I'm going to ram my face I, in here. Yeah, I
4: had him with the one hand, yeah. and I was holding back the other guy so i had nothing left to strike with and this guy just kept swinging okay. so the only thing i had was i pushed him forward Boom. and and the, the front of your head's the hardest part yeah. Yeah. and he just hit the ground like a ton of
2: bricks yeah but it's oh. like hitting so- your head on something andy i don't know what like part hell. of how i was drinking
4: you aren't understanding
2: <laughs> logic was
4: very yeah. much out the window mm, at that no, moment and
1: he's not a big drinker so no. never... well
2: it's like when i when people like do the elbow drop yeah. it's like just imagine doing that but hitting your nerve instead oh, yeah. yeah andy's God. the woody woody allen of fighting yeah, i could woody hit
1: him with my forehead but i'm afraid i'll get a headache afterwards <laughs> afterwards i get a headache yeah um there's a bar named Patrick's up in Longville, Minnesota, and a bunch of friends of mine tell me.
3: <laughs> tell the me. One I love night. this story.
1: Oh, God. Because I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that. <laughs> but they said that a guy was picking on one of my friends, and he asked him to go outside. He said, you calmly walked outside. You weren't mad at all, but you channeled Christopher Walken because you said to the guy, leave my friend alone. Or else do some damage, you won't walk away from.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm being a smart ass instead of threatening the guy. But the guy left him alone, so that was good. That was a good thing.
4: It is. It is impressive when you've got that drunken confidence, right? Oh, of, oh of yeah, just I how had that. Uh, I, I, I remember my first college party. We were at a my buddy's room, and everybody was drinking. And I didn't really want to drink, so they're like, "Oh, do you just want some punch?" I'm like, "Sure." Oh. Not not knowing, oh. so they start handing me solo cup after solo cup Ooh. of red punch. It was Everclear punch. I'd never oh, had Everclear, God. Ever. so they had it in a big cooler, you know, and they mixed Gatorade right. and or or Mountain Dew and fruit punch, and then Everclear.
2: Wow, that sounds delicious. <laughs> it is. It goes down. It tastes
4: yeah. like Kool Aid. You have no idea of what you're doing to yourself and i'm sitting there drinking <laughs> and all of a sudden and i'm sitting on the floor this girl comes walking in the room and i the liquor bravado and i reach my hand up and grab her hand i go why don't you sit down with me and she's like okay so she sits down i get her a cup of punch we're <laughs> sitting there and i got my armor on are canoodling and in walks this guy and he goes he goes hey what are you doing with my girlfriend and i look at her and i look at him and i go looks like she's my girlfriend tonight oh and At that moment, like, two of his jock buddies walk in, and he goes, why don't you say that to my face? I go, hold on, and I hand her my cup. I stand up, and I go, look like she's my girlfriend tonight. And the last thing I remember seeing in slow motion is the fist. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And then the next morning I wake up, my friends are beat to hell. I took one hit, I was gone. All my friends are beat to hell, and they're like, you son of a bitch.
1: We fought for an hour in here. It was a melee. You took one hit, you were out. You know what's amazing about that story? What? You think about that story now, that woman could come forward now and say that you sexually harassed her.
2: Well, that's true. Isn't that terrible? Mm -hmm. Although, technically, if you're not responsible for your actions when you're drunk, then, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, and all sure I
1: did was fine. grab her hand and
4: say, no, why no, don't I, you join me? And no, she I said, okay. But so it was are, permission. There are women. Yeah,
1: yeah, she did say, okay.
2: And then she sat with me and yeah. was
4: canoodling with me. It wasn't like Apparently I was forcing right. No, no, no. I'm not no, saying They weren't that were. close of a relationship, was my guess. But yeah, I didn't see I'm like guessing it that meant that that night he'd met her at another party, brought her to this yeah. party. And yeah, probably true. That was...
1: No, that's part of what we've been talking about all show today, is that people rush to destroy other people's lives. I I just... I don't know where that came from. It never used to be like... Even in the 60s, after JFK was killed and then Bobby Kennedy was killed and Martin Luther King was killed, it didn't get like we all hated one another. It wasn't like that at all. Like, it is now. People... Or take great joy in destroying someone's life. I See, don't... Hollywood
4: lied to me. I thought we were just oh, going to square oh, yeah. off and dance with each other when right, we get like mad. Like Footloose
5: or yeah.
1: something? Like... <laughs> That's exactly right.
4: I was thinking more like West Side Story. Works. It's it's kind of Footloose This is the first
5: reference I could think of. West Side <laughs> Story <laughs> just got ripped in the Star <laughs> right. Tribune
1: for what? For West, for, Too
2: many uh, white because
4: men? I want to live in America. It's racist. <laughs> yeah. They said, even though they had
1: a diverse uh, cast, it was still racist.
2: Wow. Of course they did. Thank like, hmm. God. I,
1: who cares? You know what the story about Mr. Blevins it who was, it was shot to death by the police in North Minneapolis? Yeah. The, you wouldn't even think it's the same story from the Pioneer Press to the Star Tribune. Because apparently at one point he said, please don't shoot me, and then leave me alone. And uh, so I don't know. The lead in the Star Tribune awesome. was he begged for his life. He did not beg for his life. He said, "Please don't shoot me." That's just well, like kind of begging for your lifetime.
4: Uh, <laughs> when somebody's one got one a gun, one gun one. on you, I think we're we're, we're fighting semantics here.
1: <laughs> I, I, but that's yeah. not the
4: lead, right?
1: It was not in the Star in the Pioneer Press. It See, came yeah, that, up in that, the story. Yeah, that makes it sound like the guy was just standing over him
5: for yeah 15 execution 15 style. style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like execution style. No, 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 no.
1: I just really wish they'd get their personal feelings out of the headlines. Just write the story, and then we'll all decide what the situation is. All you're doing is inciting violence by all peoples on one another. A lot but of people prefer the other to be side told of it, though, what to believe. That's true. Uh,
4: on the other side of things, though, in all honesty, what grabs you about an article? I don't read a newspaper face-to-face face anymore. No. I read what grabs my attention. And, and was. if you say, <clears throat> black man shot, page goes over and i don't mean that disrespectfully but at this point it happens so often it's not a story anymore but when you lead with you know beg for his life what happened suddenly it grabs your attention then if here's what you do maybe you grab a headline like that yeah and then the story tells the facts if that well, that's draws what the you in, press right if that yeah. grabs you and that's fine but right. sometimes i understand you have to sell the sex and the sizzle because we are now a social media-minded people, we want a quick news right. story, and if you don't I grab know. me in the first three seconds, I hate it.
2: I'm done. I hate For me, it. the more attention-grabbing a title is, the less likely I am to care about it because I just assume that they're lying. The only title um,
1: I, I read "Black Man Is Pain in the Ass" and went, "Oh, it's an article about Tevin." Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> then I read the whole. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Always in trouble.
1: Always in trouble. We will we'll be yep. right back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. He's here to talk about a great service and an app that you can get because you're a customer of North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my friend, how do you get it? What's the situation? Do I need it? Why is it cool? All that stuff. It's an application that we designed to compete with the national applications out there for person-to-person payments. You can get it at the Apple Store or the Android store. It's for payments that you want to make when you don't have cash. If you want to pay the kid who shovels your driveway, if you want to settle up a dinner check, if you want to settle up a bet on the golf course, when you don't have cash, you can use the app. The payment will settle directly into the payee's account literally the same day. This is Tom, why not bank with my banker, and X-Check, I'm going to get it today. North American Banking Company, celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Friday, she played the monkeys all day, just to make fun of my build. <laughs> I just love the
2: side glances you give me <laughs>
1: <laughs> And then you, by the way, said, what? did
4: one. What? what? was it that, that he suggested? Part man, fight by, uh, part, part man, part monkey by Springsteen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's me.
4: I told her that or the Magilla Gorilla theme song. Gorilla.
1: <laughs> it's true. Tevin, you, are you, you're not much of a fighter. I mean, you could fight, but you don't.
5: Yeah, I think I've been in like
1: one fight. And it
5: was in like. You ain't bad. You ain't nothing. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) me too. What are we? What are we fighting for? Like I'm not trying to fight you. Yeah, I was 10 years old and
2: some kid. Yeah, just freaked out on me. So I ended up because I was a lot taller than pretty much everyone else at that age. So I just ended up pushing his forehead while he tried to (laughs) swing at me. Yeah. yeah, And that's why I don't that's, fight anymore, because I'd be that guy. Yeah, you'd be
0: exactly that's the fight I got like, into.
5: That, that and, like, I'm a big enough person where people big. don't want yeah. to fight yeah. me. Yeah. But I then I'm not that. big enough where I'm, like, the trophy fish. Oh, yeah. Where somebody's oh, yeah. like, I'm going to fight I him. I know you're a so, pretty big guy. On my wall, so yeah, yeah, but he's not
4: big. that guy that you look at and you think, in the room, i got to hit him. It's not no, Tony Soprano you. moment where you're like... He's the junkyard dog I got to take care of to make everybody else respect. Yeah, that's him. Right. true. Right. Well,
1: you're a pretty, pretty laid back
4: guy. Yeah,
5: and I've had friends like when we go out that. They look to fight, and I'm like, I can't. Oh, hang oh, out yeah. You know? I'm like, I'm not trying to get beat up because somebody tasty. stepped on your sneakers. <laughs> See,
4: I was, but when I'm sober, that's the thing. Where, like, if somebody wants to pick a fight, I'll go, "Hey, where is this going to go?
1: Yeah, yeah. But
4: one of us is going to end up dead or hurt mm-hmm. severely. This makes no sense just because we disagree. Yeah, and I used right, to do that yeah, at, exactly. the, at the football games when I had Viking season tickets. Oh yeah. You'd be cheering, and some guy would jump up, you know, wearing a Packers or Bears jersey, and he'd be getting in my face. I go. First of all, you do realize you're in our stadium. Yeah, exactly. Second of all, no sport is worth killing each other over. No, we can disagree. Your team sucks, and my team sucks. (laughs) So let's just agree to shut up. You know, we can cheer each other. Just have fun. And the guy was like, "Yeah, you're
1: right." But like, if I was drinking, the
4: logic factor would—I would have.
1: why are people? Why are people willing to fight for their football team? I don't understand that. They're, they're already no. doing it's it on the field because you're Schwielen. Yeah, How many sober true. people? Sober people get irritated
4: and they'll be like, "Ah," and that's the whole thing. I don't hate the Packers. I dislike their fans. Their drunk fans. Oh, they can get the, the ones that thing. are rude and 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 jerks to people. <laughs> are you a Packer <laughs> fan? No, no he's a Vikings fan. Yeah, Likely Absolutely story. Not. He just knows how to uh, camouflage. My
5: Mother raised me right. Um, she, she did. That's so true. that
4: that's what bothers me is it's that mentality. And you know what? I don't care. Root for your team. When I went to the, I was a huge North Stars fan. Huge. Oh yeah. And uh, I bought my parents tickets to go see the North Stars play the Blackhawks in Chicago, and I showed up in full. North Stars Regalia. And they stationed guards around me. Mm. They're like, you're in Chicago, son. Oh, and yeah. And I'm like, that, so yeah, what? True. And they're like, I'm not point. allowed to root for my team. And they're like, no. not, in Chicago. not in Chicago. But here was gonna... the thing. You know, that's when we had uh, John Casey, Darcy Wakaluk as our, our mm-hmm. goalies, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to knock... Uh, Casey, because he'd fall over everything. The puck wouldn't be near him, and he'd fall on the ground. And I, I'd yell, "Get up, you narcoleptic bastard!" You know. And <laughs> suddenly, the Blackhawk fans got it. Oh, I get it. He just likes hockey. You know. Right. It doesn't right. matter because he's ripping on his own team as much as he's ripping on the Blackhawks. And it, that's all it was. I just love the sport. When did you first start watching hockey? Not until I moved to Minnesota, I was not I a sports kid growing up because my no, dad was yeah, one of those. You told me yeah, yeah. yeah, my dad was one of those. Just shut up, shut up. And, well, but how did this? Shut up, shut up. So what fun is it to watch a sport I don't understand?
1: Yeah, that's true. If so you don't I know stopped. How you're watching?
4: I watched. I watched one or two Bears games growing up, and my dad would take me to Soldier Field, and it was so mind numbingly cold I couldn't enjoy the game. Yeah, I just true. wanted to go home. And then I watched the Super Bowl. The, the Bears won and that was it for my yes. yeah, for my Minnesota run or for my Chicago run. I went to some Cubs games to sit in the bleachers because oh, they were 5 to 10 bucks for it a ticket. Has nothing to do with the baseball. Right, it was just a right. stadium.
1: Wrigley Field is phenomenal.
4: Amazing. It and then, really is. Then when I came here I was working for a sports company. And my territory was Minnesota, and that was the same oh, year we yeah. had the NCAA Final Four. We had the Special Olympics. We had the Super Bowl. We had the world. Uh, no, it was 90, ninety-one. Ninety-one. Ninety-one.
1: That's we had right. the
4: World yeah. Series. We had all of the stuff going on here. So I, I was kind of forced to watch. And yeah,
1: that's true. The
4: North Stars were on a great run, and I just fell in love with
1: hockey that year. And it just, I became about hockey. Was Louie Nanny the general manager at that time? No, it was. Uh, uh, Oh God! When Glenn, uh, Glenn Sonmore?
4: No, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name right now. You look, hold on. You should sit. Okay, this. Google. Who was the coach of the Minnesota North Stars in 1991? hell No, uh, I can't. Man, it didn't pull it up for me. What a rotten bastard, Google! is. What a name. horrible. Day. Um. But uh, yeah, I can't remember the the coach's name. But it was uh, the North
2: Stars uh, in 1991. Yeah. yeah. Who was the Who was the head coach?
1: Bob
4: Gainey.
2: Oh Bob Gainey! Okay. Oh yeah, I remember Bob Gainey. Yeah, he was Ganey, a nice guy.
4: Gainey was in charge, uh, and yeah, you know, I just loved the the North Stars. And then nice...
1: Pierre Paget was
4: with the team at that time too, wasn't he? I don't remember him. Shane Churla, Basil McCrae, Hollywood Mike Madonna, Bobby Smith, Mike
1: Madonna. I interviewed him when he was 19 years old. He was terrified, and he remembers it too. Oh really? That's one thing about that, having this job and the job at KQRS is that. Like Josh Hartnett comes on the show now, and I talk to him, and he goes, I said, I remember the first time I interviewed when H2O came out. He said, oh, my God, Tom, I had listened to you my whole life, and I was terrified to talk to you. But you think this kid's a huge Hollywood star, and because he grew up listening to you, he's afraid he's going to look like a fool. Right. Yeah,
4: and, and yeah. Madonna was a schmuck in person.
1: He, he was always great to me. It was well, always sure, because really nice you're kind team. of a big shot in Minnesota. Right? But we yeah. went.
4: We used to go down to get autographs after the games. And uh, it was the final game. My son's got the little mini hockey the goalie stick. Oh, yeah. Every member stopped by to sign my son's That's stick. Terrific. Madonna comes walking down. Oh, no. Only stopped for women. He walks uh, past no, my kid. My shot. kid is holding the stick up. He looks down at my kid, rolls his eyes, and walks to the next big-breasted blonde and starts signing their stick. And I go, hey, dickhead. And he turns around and looks at me. And I go, the kid is standing here looking for an autograph. Is his boobs not big enough for you? And everybody Ooh. around us starts laughing. And he walks back over and he just like locks eyes with me and signs the stick, <laughs> hands it to the kid. And he's bigger than me. Oh, he's a big. But guy, I was yeah. just like, I go, just remember who pays your salary. Oh, well, there you go. And he and he went walking off. But it was funny, right? Not a week before we're standing there. And Bobby Smith is standing there signing Bobby autographs. Bobby Smith is a great guy. And there's this kid standing there. And he's like, will you sign this? Like, Hold on a second. And he's talking to the people. Mm-hmm. And, well, I just want to get this signed. Yeah, I know. I, I heard you. I'll, I'll sign it in a few minutes. And he's talking to people. And he's signing other right. autographs. And now we're all starting to get uncomfortable because he's he keeps putting this little kid off, yeah. right? And then finally, Bobby picks up on the sense everybody's starting to get really uncomfortable that he's being such a jerk. Mm-hmm. And then he turns to the kid and he goes, buddy, I can sign it at home for you any Let me talk to the fans. <laughs>
1: and then you realize it's Bobby's kid, right? We're all like, oh, that's awesome. Bobby Spence is a great oh, guy. Oh,
4: he was, he was my favorite. I love, really
1: good guy. I love those guys. Most but, of the hockey players are. If you're going to pick any sport, hockey players are the nicest of any sport. Yeah. They really are. Baseball. I don't know. Some baseball guys are pretty decent. Oh, pretty there's no numbers. doubt about it. Yeah. I, I love Herbeck and Laudner and Gary Gaetti. All those guys. They were terrific. <laughs> I was at the. Uh, they were phenomenal. I
4: was at the Twins game, and I'm not a big baseball guy, right? Mm-hmm. But my son wanted to go, and he's dad. Who's that? And I'm reading the names off the the board, right? Mm-hmm. Honey, who's the name I butchered? Do you remember now? Oh gosh, I'm not gonna be able to.
3: Uh...
4: Eduardo Escobar. No, it was a simple name, but it's like a uh, stupid no, something... name. You look at it, and it the way you say it is nothing like the way it it's Ryan written. Ryan Dossier? No.
1: <laughs> and I, oh gosh. Noisher he's going to be traded No, oh, it? it's driving me nuts. But anyway, the the, how, how, how the,
4: the beer guy is pouring the beers for us, right? It had to be uh 20 years ago, oh, maybe so 20 years 20, ago. 20 25 years ago. And um oh, and I can't remember the guy's so name. 90... We'll say like Gagn- Oh,
2: wasn't it was it Kudier? Yeah,
4: Kudyer. Oh, yeah. Kudye. Right.
1: So I look yeah, up at it people and he goes, "Who's that?" And I go,
4: "Jason Kudier and the beer guy Right? Sweaty old man beer yeah. guy looks at me and he goes, It's Kadire. <laughs> you know Just what? the snobby kinda of like whine connoisseur voice. It's Kadir. There
1: is a uh, ba- uh, a video game called Major League. Mm-hmm. Right? And in that game they go, Now batting for the twins, Michael Cuddy. Cuddy. They yeah. call him Cuddy, yeah.
4: It's like listening to uh, piped in news sources on local radio stations. Oh yeah. Now in
1: Shaco P
6: now in Chicken oh, oh, Yeah, yeah Waysada. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you do get a lot of that. I still don't understand why they named that town Shakopee, because the chief's name was Shakopee. Why did they put the O in it? Because we're Minnesotans. O in there. Shakopee,
4: yeah, Shakopee. Yeah.
2: Shakopee. Shakopee. Shakopee is a beautiful though, name. is or, when you hear traffic reports that are piped in, mm-hmm. or even my GPS used to do it, Interlocking Boulevard. They always say interlickin. Interlickin. And that sounds so funny. <laughs> <laughs> sounds
1: interlickin like, sounds very dirty.
2: Anywhere. Are you talking about your
1: flashlight again? <laughs> oh, I'm,
4: try- I'm right trying to tell people when I moved up here from Chicago, I'm like, yeah. And then I turned on Xerxes, and they're like, what? Xerxes. Oh, Xerxes. Like, what the hell Xerxes? I'm like,
1: the- the- X-E-R-X-E-S. Yeah,
4: Xerxes. Like, the- <laughs> Xerxes. Dumbass, that's
1: Xerxes. Xerxes. Well, Xerxes. Xerxes. Oh, Xerxes a, a, a that's god. a god, yeah. Yeah. Ah, You're gonna run into that stuff, and then you have situations like Houston Street in New York City. It's spelled Houston, right? But it's pronounced Houston. So you get screwed with that deal. Well, technically,
2: it's pronounced. It's spelled Houston.
1: There's no e in it.
2: Well, that would be like Houseton.
1: Oh, you mean that literally that way? Yeah, Houston should be Houston. Yeah,
2: well, yeah, Houston. Apparently, Houston comes from Hugh. So, it should be pronounced Houston like H-U-G-H-ston. So, there you go. Houston? No, Houston. Well, Houston and Houston are spelled the exact same way. Yeah, but Houston should be spelled like the name Hugh. Because oh, so that's name, where it comes oh, from. Oh,
1: Houston. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. I, yeah, so Hugh? there you go. Who's
2: my,
4: Hugh? My first time on radio in one morning, I had to read the news. And I was straight Uh-oh. out of Chicago. And they're like, okay, first up, Governor Rudy Perprick is uh, blah, blah, blah. And the guy goes, uh, the other... Co-host because it's Purpich. Oh, okay, Governor Purpich. And in the sports, Greg Gagner <laughs> Gagne, Dave. Gagne. Oh, Gagne. It was like three names, and then there was Gagny was the other one. Gagne, uh, Greg, Gre- Gagne. Greg Gagne yeah. Greg and, and yep. uh, who was got? It was Gagne and Gagny. Yeah. But I'm like Gatchy Gagne. and <laughs> Gagne,
1: Gagne. He's Greg like, Gagne and Greg uh, Gagny. Yeah. That's the amazing thing because Greg Gagne was Vern Gagne's son, but Greg, Greg Gagny was a, a shortstop for the uh, for the Twins. That One of my first times on it, I was 18 years old, came in to do the overnight show at KSTP, 1500 KSTP, and we had a wonderful newsman. We didn't, I shouldn't say we had, the station had. Charlie Bush, and had this magnificent, booming voice. It was just a wonderful voice like this. And I read a story, and I said the word I-N-T-E-R-N-E-C-I-N-E. And I said... I don't know how the hell I pronounced it, but on the talkback, all of a sudden, I go to break and I hear, "Catman." That's Internessen. Huh? <laughs> Interjin. <laughs> the voice of God tells me it's Internessen. It's I'm like, yes. But I also that night said. And in La Jolla, California. Yes, La Jolla's a big I one. I said La Jolla. <laughs> that's really... Well, I haven't been off the north side, so I don't know about it. La Jolla. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's the part of Radio 2 that I love, the, going through all those things.
2: Butchering lightly. all the words. And Butchering getting, yeah. the words. There we go. Houston, Texas, named after Sam Houston. Oh, it's, oh yeah, that's right. Whose family came from Scotland where the original Houston is from, named after Hugo de Paduinen. De Paduinen. And hence hence and the name <laughs> Houstown. So there you go. Houston, Houston, Texas, after all this time, 900 years or so, named after Hugo de Paduinen. And that's 900 years ago? He, he owned the place in 1160. So Good God. His name endured. Apparently. Apparently. You think
1: we'll be making that big of an impression on the world that 900 years from now, you know, I'm going to Tevinville. Years <laughs> I'm 2,900. I'm hoping
4: that they, what they say is true, that they're going to have those um, holographic downloads.
1: Oh, yeah. So that yeah.
4: my great-grandkid can go that and you punch it in and you see an image of me and then radio bits. You'll yeah, hear like yep. as though I'm talking mm-hmm. the animated deals. I that think would that would be, be pretty cool. That would be. We can't really, be that really cool. far away. They already do no. that with the prince. Well, yeah, we have with like all, like all a kinds of different holograms and stuff. Yeah. yeah they oh, get
2: Tupac and
4: Michael Jackson. Although that one's really a creepy looking
2: hologram.
1: Yeah, a... it is creepy looking. Yesterday, Catherine and I were driving around, just kind of looking at different, and we were in Chanhassen. And I said, "That's it. Chanhassen." It's Chanhassen, Tom. Uh, there's a place called Sugar Bush Park, and we were down there, and I had to pee. So there's a little, uh, biffy. There's a little biffy there's a porta potty there. Right. So I go in, and I'm cutting a whiz in the porta potty, and I look at the wall, and it says, "Prince was a pill man." <laughs> well, well two I... blocks from purple uh, from Paisley uh, Park. Yeah. About two blocks away, Prince was a pill man. That's kind of cold. It's right by his little and
5: house. The fact, there. That's
4: kind of lame graffiti, don't you think? Well, <laughs> yeah,
5: it is. I think, yeah, the best graffiti I've seen, I uh, was running around Lake Calhoun and there was this old man walking around with the stick with chalk that I passed mm-hmm. and I was like, what like, has he got chalk for? And I go past a porta potty, and on the front of the porta potty, he just rumps trite, Trump Tower on all the porta potties <laughs> going around. Like, God. See, that's funny. was like this guy's saying. Trump, Trump Tower.
1: Now, on the bridges over the bicycle bridges over the University of Minnesota, every one of them, somebody has painted F Trump, only it doesn't say F Trump. It all says right. the mm-hmm. whole word. It's like, have fun with it at least. And, right. Be creative. Yeah, I mean, the little kids are going to see that. What are you doing? Put Trump Tower (laughs) up. That's funny. We'll be right back. Very, very special guest coming up next, Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard, here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority's also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call Roger or Eddie right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver.
3: Let's talk about good things. Does your car work? You got a roof over your head? You got kids, parents, a spouse who loves you, or a mate? These are the good things you have because you live in America, the country that has more immigration than any other nation on earth. You have these things because the US military stands at a wall and protects you from any person or thing that would take them away from you. The entire volunteer military that stands at the ready, just in case. The greatest fighting force ever known on planet earth. Every person serving in our military is ready to lay down their life for your freedom, and all too often they do. I'm the executive director of the Gold Star Ride Foundation, an organization set up to do just one thing take care of families left behind when one of our brave fighters loses their life for you. We're riding motorcycles throughout the country to achieve this purpose and you can help. Go to goldstarride.org and make a donation or learn where we are so you can come and ride with us It's a small thing we do, it was a huge thing that they did. Goldstarride.org That's goldstarride.org Make a donation today.
1: We were just talking uh, during the break about when Dave's mother died, when my mother died, his mother was in an urn, my mother was in a casket, but I did not go look at it, neither did Andy, as a matter of fact. But I do remember, see, that left me with this. I didn't see her in the casket. The last time I ever saw my mother... She was in the hospital bed, and she said, Tom, I just, I, I don't feel well, and I just, I don't know. I said, Mom, look, your whole life you've been an ardent Roman Catholic. You go to heaven, you get to meet the Virgin Mary. And she looks at me and goes, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Toots was great. DDP. What's happening, man?
6: Now that's a story to come in on the end of the Virgin Mary, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Virgin Mary and Diamond Dallas Page, same same. I like yeah,
6: it Yeah, it's like, you know, that's a, that's a good thing.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I got to tell you, it's been a been a tough uh, day to be a, a wrestling fan because of Brian oh, and Nikolai. I mean, all, three. Somebody told me three wrestlers died this weekend. Who's the other one? They the said... other
6: one was Brick, Brick House Brown, and oh, okay. Brick and I go Brick and I go back to my first. My, you know, when I went to the AWA as a manager, mm-hmm. I worked one day a month. That was it, and yeah. I would film four shows. And at some point, they started to do a. Um, they started to do a uh, their own pay per view. Yes, and and it was going to be AWA and. Memphis and Dallas, you know, WCCW. Yep. And we were gonna try to pull it all together and it, it turned into a total, total am I on the radio or are we on podcasts?
1: Uh you're both, both. podcast and the radio.
6: Okay, so cluster F. <laughs> <laughs> it never it never it never turned into anything. It never turned into anything. But on the way there, we did uh like three weekend weekend i had a where i literally you know was was traveling with the boys yep. and i met Brickhouse brown and we just hit it off i also met nick foley who was cactus Jack sure, at the time sure uh michael p s hayes i ended up driving in a car with michael um and um um who was driving the car, uh, Jerry Jarrett was driving the car, Eddie Marlin, the booker, was in Shotgun, um, and Michael P.S. Hayes and I are in the back seat. Michael and I bonded big time on that trip, but Brickhouse and I became buddies. So then years goes by, right? And uh, I'm in the stairway right now, so it might sound like I'm, in a, uh, in a tunnel, oh, which I kind of am. But gi- give me a minute and I'll be out of it. Okay. Um, so, Brickhouse and I become buddies. I see him a couple times early on in my career. And then I see him in 1990s, late 97. And, you know, I'm on top of the world at that point. Right. And I come walking in and I see Brick. I'm like, hey, Brickhouse. I'll give him a hug, we start talking. And he goes, You know, D, he goes, you know, things are not good. He's like, Man, I just, you know, I hit a, a lot of negative things happen in my life. And I heard you're yeah. doing a lot of inspirational speaking. He said, Can you inspire me? And I was like, Well, I go, Do you have cancer? He goes, No, no, bro, why why would you say that? I said, Because you said, you know, things are really bad. I go, that's a problem. I go, what's the problem? And he tells me about, uh, I told my wife this story last night when I heard, you know, what had happened. And uh, she was like, have you ever told that story before? I said, not really. And here I am telling you this story. I said to him, I say, so Brick, I go, "Uh, you know, uh, I found that. when you're really depressed, if, you're just, if you help somebody else, it can completely change your mindset. I said, you're right down the road from the Danny Thomas, uh, we were in Memphis. We were in Memphis, I yeah. And I said, well, you, you're right down the road from Thomas Cancer. It's for kids. It's a, it's a big cancer place that he's got there. And I said, those kids... They don't know if you're in the WWE, the WCW, Memphis Wrestling. They just know you're a wrestler, and you're a god to them.
1: Yeah.
6: Yep. I said, go down there and see those kids. I go, these kids are dying. I go, and see how happy they are and how much energy they have. And you're going to make their day, bro. I go, go do that. I go, and that will... Help turn it around for you. And he goes, wow. He goes, that's pretty good advice. And that's like my Brick house Brown story. That was the last time I'd seen him. It was a long, you know, 20 years ago. But when I heard that, you know, Nikolai, who I love.
1: Yeah. You
6: know, love. Now I went to Afghanistan with Nikolai and um, Greg Hammer valentine and Jimmy Hart. We spent 13 days over there. So I got to really know him really good. And we became like brothers. And, you know, he's super fitness guy, you know. And I thought he lived forever, man. And then, you know, Brian Lawler, man. I love yeah. that kid, man. He's got a great energy, man. So um, I, I was sitting right across from Jerry all weekend long oh, at Molly Comic Con. I love so, Jerry so I, Lawler. I love Jerry, man. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it hit me like hit so many wrestling fans. It hit me in right between the eyes, man. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, Nikolai
1: was only how old? He was not very old.
6: Wasn't that old? That's why I was really surprised. I don't know what I don't know what happened, you know. But I know, you know, what he, Nikolai was. He he lived a really healthy life. So I don't know what happened, you know.
1: Yeah, probably the Iron Sheik told him to go F himself one too many times. That's The Iron Sheik loves to tell people to go F themselves on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. He's out, he's out I, there.
6: Yeah, it's part of the gimmick for him now. You know? Oh, yeah, there's
1: no no <laughs> doubt. You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm really glad you came on today because uh, seeing the three wrestlers, and again, Jerry the King Lawler's son, Brian, uh, looks like he committed suicide, which is well, – now, mm. from what I understand, Brian – uh, they said in the in the newspaper that uh, Brian had an alcohol and dr- drug uh, problem, so it, that's always horrible to see. But I feel really bad for the the family. And Jerry is always in such a good mood. And oh god,
6: he's such a good he's such he, a good
1: guy. He is a great guy. Such a good guy, no doubt. And then it's horrible. Though. It is horrible, but it, it, is it part? Uh, is it part of the the, the the world? Because I tell you what, I, I grew up, you and I have talked about this many times, the fact that, you know, the Road Warriors, uh, I hung out with those guys many, many different times. The Ganya family, Greg Ganya's a great guy. Vern's no longer with us. But I hung around wrestlers my whole life, and I cannot tell you how many of those guys are dead now. It's just, there's something about that wrestling thing that a lot of those, well, I mean, you look at Hawk, Mike Hegstrand, he died what when he was forty two,
6: I think. It's just terrible. I think there was there was a lot of, you know, you know, tough things going along. You know, it's one of the reasons why, you know, WWE has like probably one of the most stringent, I think the word would be uh drug policies on the planet. Like Good. these kids cannot take and they're not like I know I mean I'm down to WWE Performance Center. Like I'm going back again in October, I was just mm-hmm. there. Um, these kids they're in a different spot. They're not that's why, one of the reasons why they need DP yoga, because they can't take the painkillers. You know, they can't yeah. do what we yeah. can do. They can't they can't take the muscle relaxers, which is the best thing that ever happened to them. You know, uh they became they became part of um, you know, a lifestyle back then. And uh you know, um <clears throat> you know, that's why so many guys were going so fast for so long. And, and it's really, it seemed like, you know, besides Joe, um, you know, Dusty and Piper, you know, lately, right. you, know, uh, right. no, you know, both of those guys, you know, weren't kids, you know, Dusty was my brother. And so was Piper was, I was super close with, um, mm-hmm. uh, but Dusty, Dusty was literally my brother. Um, but, uh, uh you know uh, hey dallas can know, i ask you something that, that's real quick old age too,
4: you know? just out of curiosity dallas were you at the um uh hollywood hilton with dusty uh when he got introduced to the monkeys you know i wasn't god oh. i would have killed to be
6: there for that it was, <laughs> it was, i'd come in i'd come in with I to be there for that
4: i'd come in with davy jones and um, Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits, and we were going up to the bar, and oh, Dusty God. Rhodes waves yeah, me over, and, and I, I didn't recognize Dusty Rhodes. And I walk over there, and I go, uh, he goes, hey, come here. I go, what? And he goes, who are those two? And, and, and I go, uh, that's Davy Jones from the Monkees and, and Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits. He goes, go tell him Dusty Rhodes wants to talk to him. <laughs> and I look at him, and I go, okay. And I walk over, and I go, um, See that table of, of all those big guys over there? And they go, yeah. And I go, that's Dusty Rhodes. He wants to talk to you. And Davy Jones goes, what the hell is a Dusty Rhodes? <laughs> oh, and I yeah. go, pro wrestlers. And he goes, and he looks at Peter, and Peter goes, I'm game if you are. So the two of them come over with me, and we walk over, and I go, Dusty, this is. But it, there was a bunch of, of uh, wrestlers at the table. I just didn't know if maybe you were hanging with them that night. Because uh, I sat there at the table at the end watching this whole thing unfold, and it was, it was amazing to watch happen. I just I didn't know if maybe you were part of that group that night.
6: No, nah, I wasn't. I have sold it because I loved both of those guys growing up as kids. Um, <clears throat> but I'll tell you, one of my favorite moments with Dusty was after you know I retired from WWE and uh, I was coming back at 49 years old to show what my BDP yoga program could do and how I could still go at 49. And uh, not like WWE because I couldn't put that schedule in but I could do, you know, five, six, seven days a month, and I'd go pretty hard. And I was coming off and I was just getting warmed up, you know, doing a couple of independent shows, and Dusty had a show in Tucson. And Superstar, who was one of the guys who I idolized as a kid, um, had been been a fan of mine, which is like the greatest compliment you can ever get. and, uh, he, him and I were talking and he said, you're going to be in Tucson, brother. I want to come and see you. I want to meet you face to face <laughs> and superstar came to see me. I mean, it was so awesome. I'm a picture of me, him and dusty. Now, now I become the 15 year old kid, you know, 17 year old <laughs> kid. Yep because I'm hanging with two of the biggest legends of all time talking about their feud and how they both, you know, stole shit from, um, from uh, stole stuff from, uh, from um, Bob Dylan. And, they were, and Bob Dylan was a huge, huge mark for them. If you go back and listen to their promos, there are pieces of Bob Dylan's songs all through their promos. And then they were talking, Dusty's talking about uh, uh, Andy Warhol and just the craziness that was, you know, their generation of just being the kings of the world. No doubt. And Davy Jones and uh, the Captain Harmon Armors, they were big, but they weren't as big for as long as Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> DDP I, no. very
1: very quick wrestling story for you the road warriors used to work out I used to work out with them up at a place called the gym in Plymouth Minnesota and loved hanging out with both of them great guys sure. and so we're up there uh we're gonna meet up there one day and there was a kid up there uh at the gym he's, he's trying to learn to become a weightlifter and all the rest of it and I walked in one day and he goes Tom Tom I gotta tell you something I said yeah what's that and he goes I benched 300 pounds today for the first time in my life. I said, Hey, that's great, man. That's wonderful. You're really working at it. That's terrific. Just then, <laughs> Joe comes in, uh, the animal. Uh, Joe comes in and he's walking and he's kind of walking, you know, the way he had to walk because he was so muscular, he had to kind of stroll like a bulldog. <laughs> but he walks right. over. Right. And the, guy, the kid runs up to him and he says, Joe, Joe, I got to tell you, man, I just benched 300 pounds. And Joe looks at him and goes, what an F and wasted time. <laughs> 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 nice, Joe. Really nice. Yeah, DDP, you're yeah, the greatest yeah. in the world. We got to talk more often. Thanks so much for being with us to remember three guys three wrestlers dying on the same weekend that was that was a bit too much because that's uh yeah. the wrestling culture is is a phenomenal part of being an American guy I'll tell you that and a woman too I imagine hey and check out ddpyoga.com.
4: ddpyoga.com, they've got a cool yep. summer sale going on 20 percent off all DVDs and apparel and man if you want to turn your life around DDP yoga is the way to go it's fantastic it's true. it is true right, let, let, let me
1: let let me ask you
6: guys all right now mm-hmm. do you know about my app my DDP yoga now app You know about it? I do. Yes. Okay. So on the um, on the app, you know, a lot of people who like want to try my program. You can try the app for seven days free. So you don't even have to pay for it. If it doesn't work for you, cancel it. Go on there, and everyone at every level, and we have some of the greatest transformations ever. And right now, I'm working with a rebuild we can rebuild you series with a, um, a disabled veteran not the one that that everybody's already seen millions of millions of people have seen the disabled veteran, yes. the, the paratrooper that i yep. help you know walk again and actually run uh this guy is the next arthur doesn't have to lose any weight because this is never about weight loss mm-hmm. i just know some side effect. his name's jerry but if you go on the app, the DDP Yoga Now app, if you go to DDP TV on the menu and go to We Can Rebuild You, you can watch his story. But the three guys, two of them I'm working with right now, Buff Bagwell, helping him completely you know, rebuild his body again from two shoulder replacements, not surgeries, replacements to the same shoulder, and two a double hip replacement to the same hip. And you got to see what, we one of our first video of, of, of Buff coming out, probably not this week, but next week. And then Raven. I've been working with Raven for the last three weeks. And, you know, Scotty Levy is really like he turned the corner in a very short period of time. And even Bruce the barber beefcake who just had a knee replacement is coming down here. And my buddy Bruce is going to come down. It's been actually a couple of weeks with me down here in the ATL, Atlanta, GA, and work with me. So, uh, if you ever guys are coming down or through here, anybody who's listening coming through Atlanta, find your way to the DDP Yoga Performance Center. Always, your first workout is free. So if you're coming through, cost you nothing. You know, check out what we're doing, gentlemen. On a, a sad, sad, or come up a sad weekend. Uh, hopefully, we can. Uh, They'll put some positive energy moving forward, and my uh, my absolute deepest sympathies go out to all the families. Absolutely.
1: Thank you, DDP. Great talking to you, sir, as always. See ya. That's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show. <coughs>